You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Everyone. 
Yet, I can't imagine that the widow from Nain was able to hear the good news at the end of the story. Because she was still caught up in the presence of her tremendous loss. When God in the flesh meets her within that funeral procession, it had to, to have felt at least naive and perhaps even offensive when Jesus says to her, Do not weep. But Jesus is speaking from the end of the story. Jesus is speaking with the full authority of God who knows how healing ripples out from the individual and sends shockwaves of grace through countless lives and binds us all together in love. Yet when we're in the middle of our stories, it's so hard to see that our experience isn't private. Yes, our experience is personal, but it's not private. God uses all of our experience to show favor on all God's people. But again, it's so hard to imagine those future, future ripples of grace when we're in the thick of it. So just like us, when we are in the middle of our own lives, this widow couldn't have known the end of the story. Even as Jesus gives her some back to her, how could she have known what that meant to the crowd surrounding her? Just like I can't imagine that Heidi and Rachel are two housemates who had baby girls two hours apart in the same hospital Wednesday, could have known that the birth of their newborns would open the hearts of folks who were depressed in our community last week. Just like Amy Clifford can't know what running her 10K run will mean to others who think they could never do that. And just like Ian, another housemate, can't know what his graduation from ILF will mean to all those that he will serve. Just like I couldn't know what my getting sober would mean to others. We can't know how God will take our healing and use it to show favor on all the people of God. We can't see it often because we're often, uh, we rush to judge what something means and we don't wait to hear the rest of the story. Yet, this is what it means to be church. God makes our lives into something that is not for us alone, but that is for the sake of one another. The church exists to bear witness to the full story that our healing isn't for our sake alone, but it is, but it is for the whole people of God. You know, I learned this a few weeks ago when I preached a sermon about relapsing while I was in seminary, and that I had to go and live in a sober house. It was a part of my story that was really hard to tell because it's something that I've frankly felt a lot of shame around. But you know, shame is just another way of not waiting around for the end of the story. Shame happens when we believe that the worst case scenario is what the final chapter of our story will be. Shame makes us resent the healing of others. Shame tells us that our healing doesn't ripple out and heal others, but that it just makes others feel worse, worse about themselves, and worse about us. But the Holy Spirit gave birth to the church to help crush shame once and for all, by giving us a way to hear the real story and to see how our healing heals others. Since I preached that sermon, I can't tell you how many people have come to me to tell me how that part of my story has healed them. In fact, just 10 seconds after the end of the story, Pam Merrill grabbed me, thanked me, and said, 
I can't think of a better combination than living in a halfway house while being in seminary. <laughs> and so I, I sincerely thank you, Pam. And I thank everyone who has reached out and told me how my story has healed parts of your story. Thank you for helping to tell the way that story really ends. Because otherwise, I'd still be stuck in my shame. But your words and the good news that they proclaimed broke my shame to the glory of God. Without the church, I wouldn't have heard the way my story doesn't end the way that I think it does. Without a community that calls my story out of me and then reflects it back to me, reflects back how my story keeps going, I'd never know all that it means. So I need the church. I really need the church. I need the church to save me from myself and from the ways that I let sin and shame limit the blessings God has given me in my life. I need the church to show me how my story and all of our stories are so much bigger than ourselves. And how the healing that we think is private and individual breaks that self-centeredness by weaving our story into the story of our neighbor. You know, when Jesus and his followers meet the widow and people of Maine, they are on the heels of another healing, the raising of the centurion slave that we read about in last Sunday's Gospel. So it's as if the beauty and power from that healing spilled over into the crowd and was carried on their shoulders until they ran smack into the funeral procession from Maine. Grace upon grace, healing upon healing, rippling out from the center to reach the whole world. I like to think that by the time Jesus touched the coffin of the widow's son, that the son's body had already begun to warm, that his eyelids were already beginning to flutter, because the crowd had already brought the healing of God to him. All Jesus did was reach out and touch what was already real. And you know, remember that stuff Jesus says about all that the Father has has been given to me, and I give it to you? Our Lord gives us all we need because he has made us one body. He desires that we be one like the Father and the Son are one, which means your healing is my healing too, to the glory of God. Amen.